0: Stop thinking, just showing up. I said, I'm going to publish an article. I published the article. I said I was going to write a book. I wrote the book. I'm like, if I read one more book with grammatical errors, who was editing this nonsense? You didn't read your book? Like nobody's taking the time to be excellent. I'm not saying mistakes and things don't happen. Like, of course, I, I could probably go in my curriculum and find like, no matter how detailed oriented you are, every now and then a mistake slips through the cracks. But let me tell you something. When you prioritize a spirit of excellence in everything you do, people know that your mistakes are major mistakes, like that you just missed, not because you was rushing, not because you was just hurrying up and trying to deliver, but it was like, oh, let me tell her about this because I know this ain't even her style. Like I know when I'm late to stuff, for example, that's how people do. Like I have created a spirit of timeliness so well that if I'm late people worry about my life. This is how you should be producing with the work that you produce, is that if something is not really good, people should be like, is everything okay? Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast. For current and aspiring health professionals, who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food, plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. I'm Lisa A. Smith, plant-based health and business coach specializing in the adaptation of a whole food, plant-based lifestyle and the creation of a plant-based health coaching business. And I am here every Monday sharing some gems with you guys. And today is all about your failure to thrive. If you are a place in your life, not just in business, but if you're at a place in your life where you realize you're not thriving, I suspect it may be this one particular limiting belief that's keeping you there. Okay, So there's one particular limiting belief that's keeping you from thriving. And this is based on my experience from helping coaches, become coaches, right? So I am, you know, in the business of helping other coaches become phenomenal coaches, particularly health coaches. And I have noticed some limiting beliefs and some limitations that are keeping people from being able to go as quickly as they want to go, as far as they want to go and truly thrive in business, but also in their personal life, right? And so I want to share that with you today. So to set the stage for this episode, I want to start by briefly talking about the risk associated with producing below average work, okay? To set the stage for today, I wanna share with you the two risks that are associated with producing below average work. Now, let me define below average, okay? When I say below average, I'm not referring to the work you produce in comparison to somebody else. No, I'm referring to the work that you produce in comparison to what you could have done had you done your best. Okay, so when I say average, I'm not saying you look left, you look right. You look at what somebody else's thing looks like and you decide your stuff isn't that good. I'm talking about you look at what you produce and you know in your heart of hearts that this is not your best work. Okay, and so that is going to be kind of the backdrop to today's conversation. Right. What happens when you consistently produce below average, i.e. below your personal best work? Okay, so the first risk associated with producing below average work is that it very much makes you unattractive, okay? And so if you are trying to start your own business, do your own thing, sell something, whatever, maybe you're trying to attract people to something that you're producing, maybe it's your podcast, maybe it's your blog, it could be a free thing, whatever it is. When you produce below average work, i.e. below your personal best, the very first major risk that's associated with doing that is that it makes you unattractive. So what we, what we wanna do when we become producers in the world, we wanna attract people to the thing that we produce. However, if we're consistently producing things that are below our personal best, I would rather be unattractive. I would rather not be attracting people to me than to be unattractive. Does that make sense? That means when you make yourself unattractive from producing below average work, That means you have done the work to attract your people to you. But when they got there, what you said, what you produced wasn't compelling enough, wasn't intriguing enough, wasn't good enough for them to stay. So you were attractive and then you made yourself unattractive. I would much prefer it just be a bunch of people who don't know about me. But when they get over here, what I got to say, what I produce is going to be so compelling. It's going to be so moving. It's going to be worth coming back for more. When you produce below average work, below your personal best, you set the stage to make yourself unattractive after being attractive. I mean, you said something to get me over here and I read or I listened or I watched this mess and it was not good, right? So you run the risk of becoming unattractive. I will much rather not have a fan than to have a fan that I turned against me, okay? only be at my own doing. It's one thing to produce your best and people are like, ah, this ain't really for me, right? You can become unattractive just because, you know, that wasn't your audience. But you can also become unattractive because you have produced something that was below your personal best. All right, so that's the first risk of producing work that's below your personal best. The second risk of producing work that's below your personal best is that it quickly diminishes your impact. So your ability to have the impact that you desire to have, okay? So when we produce work below our personal best, we say we're doing it to change lives. We say we're doing it to impact other people in a positive way. We say we're doing it to share our own story so other people don't have to go through the same thing. But it diminishes your impact when it doesn't land because there was some refinement that could have taken place that you neglected to do out of laziness, out of whatever. And because of that, what you wanted to land the way it should have led, it didn't. And now you aren't having the impact that you intended to have. So it drives down your ability to have impact when you produce below average work. And why am I sharing this with you first before I talk about the limiting belief that's preventing you from thriving? Because you have to understand how important it is to produce work and produce content that is your absolute best. It is so important. And sometimes we really, really don't understand why that's so important because we just want to get through it. And if you're prioritizing getting through it, then you essentially are going to have a portfolio of below average work. And that's not what we want. So here's the thing, okay? I'm doing a um, special anniversary episode on my podcast, the Plant Protocol podcast this month because we're turning one this month. And during that episode, I'm going to be sharing four major lessons that resonated with me in in 2023. And I'm going to share one of them with you right now because it is the purpose of this episode, okay? So one of the major lessons that resonated with me in 2023 is that it's not done until it's good. It's not done until it's good, And what that means is we have to get away from really believing that getting it done is the win. So here's what you currently believe and here's what I need you to believe. Many of you are operating with a belief that just getting it done is the win. Like just just checking this off my list. Okay, I finished it, it's done. I finished it, let me turn it in. Okay, I finished it, let me just hit publish. Okay, I finished it, let me just make it live. Okay, I finished it, let me just put it up for sale. Like I finished it, like just getting it done is the win. For so many of us, we've been operating in that belief for really long. Just getting it done is the win. Just getting it done is the win. Just showing up is the win, right? Just just being present is the win. Just like just getting it done, just showing up is the win. That's what you currently believe. Here's what I need you to believe. I need you to believe that done isn't better than perfect. If your done is below average, I know we keep telling everybody like, don't be a perfectionist. Like, just get it done. Like, we'll fix it on the back end. Like. We'll find the, the errors on the back end. We'll, we'll refine it later. That's true. You will always be refining it later. You will always be able to go in and, and look at your work and find a way that it can be better. You could have said that better. You could have written this better. It could have been absolutely. But that's because you can make something better because you've grown and you've evolved in between the times since you created the last version of it. But that last version should have been your best version based on who you were in that season. What's happening is we're releasing versions of our own intellectual property that are not even the best of who we are in this season. So here's what I need you to believe. Done isn't better than perfect if your done is below average. Done is not better than perfect if your done is below average. Stop thinking that showing up is the win. Stop thinking that just getting it done and saying is Okay. I said, I was going to do one blog post a week. Let me write something done. Yeah, but this is, this ain't good, <laughs> right? Okay. I committed to one podcast episode a week. Okay. Okay. Let me put something out there. It ain't my best, but it's done. Right. Like the moment you evict that belief that just getting it done is the win is the moment you will thrive. I used to be a foster care worker for the state of Michigan and You know, so CPS, Child Protective Services, would have to take the kids from the home, from the situation or whatever. And then I came in behind the foster care worker and my job was to get the family to a position where the kid could be reunited with their family, right? And so we would have to fill out paperwork. And and when we filled out the paperwork, we would have to kind of list the reasons. Well, the CPS worker, whoever made the first complaint, would also have to write down like the reasons why, you know, we were taking a kid and and how are they presenting and like, what's the, what's the situation? And one of the phrases that we would use often, if we had a kid who wasn't maybe at the weight that they were supposed to be at, maybe they intellectually based on their age, they weren't where they're supposed to be. And so it was called failure to thrive, right? Failure to thrive. And that's what inspired this episode today, because many of us as coaches or aspiring business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, people who just aspire to be successful, even if it's on a job and working for somebody else, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful. We have a failure to thrive in life. Like, based on our age, based on our education, based on our experience, you should be further than where you are today. Like, looking at your life and the experience and, and the education and, and, and the wisdom and, and all of this that you have accumulated over the years, based on that, your life should look different. You should be in a different place. Like You shouldn't be suffering from unfulfillment. You shouldn't be suffering. Like Based on where you are, you should be at or approaching self-actualization. Self-actualization is we, we are living up to our potential based on everything you've done, you got 20 years on this job, you got three degrees, you got 10 years of experience, even your marriage, like y'all been married 15 years and it still ain't good. Like, why is all of these areas in your life suffering from a failure to thrive? Why? Why? Like on paper, you should be thriving in this area. You should be thriving in your relationships by now. You should be thriving in your finances by now. You should be thriving in your business right now. You should be thriving in your career by now. Your health. Like you've been knowing for 20 years that you're supposed to be exercising because why your health not thriving? Like, why are we suffering from a failure to thrive based on time and service, right? And so what I realized is because many of us, and this is just from my experience as a coach and the people that I work with, I work with majority Black women, uh, educated, experienced Black women, you know, well-read Well thought, black, and you know, and so this is just me pulling from my experience as a coach, as a health coach, as a business coach, and as so also as a personal development coach. I I run my own mastermind. And so when I kind of accumulate all of those experiences and hundreds and hundreds of conversations I've had over the years as a coach, you know, what I'm realizing is one of the limiting beliefs that's that's resulting in a failure to thrive for many of us is this belief that done is the win, that done. Is better than perfect. And we say that, but I I need to add something onto that. Done is not better than perfect. If you're done, it's always below average, always. Like we just doing it, like we just showing up, but we not really showing up. You know what I mean? And so let me tell you guys about me. Like I used to be, like, I'm a quick start, okay? I'm, I'm a quick start, which means when I get an idea, I execute quickly. When I become privy to something, like it might be an event that I discovered that I want to go to. I'm probably going to buy a ticket that day that I discover the event. Like I'm a quick start on everything. Like I move quickly. Like I don't be playing around. Like if somebody says, oh, it's good seeing you. I want to talk about this more or I want to learn about this. We should probably book a call. I'm going to pull out my calendar right now. Ain't know, okay, let's hope we get it done. I'm like, well, what day are you available on the week of December 12th? Like I'm a quick start on everything. Like I execute, execute, execute. But let me tell you how this became a problem, okay? What I realized is that I'm such a quick start that there had become a point in my business where quick was causing my work to be below average. So I would be like, I want to do, I'm about to teach this class and let me create a curriculum and put some slides together and put some stuff on it. Right. And it would be okay. But it wasn't my best because I didn't really take time. It wasn't premeditated. It would just be like, okay, I got the slides. I'm gonna do the presentation. Let's just get it over with. Right. It was like done was the goal. Like there was a time in my life where done was the goal. That's where I was. Done was the go. And so I used to be quick and below average. Okay. I used to be quick and below average. And again, below average doesn't mean in comparison to other other people. It is in comparison to what you could have done. Okay. So I was below my personal best. Right. And so then I moved into a season where I realized, no, everything has to be done with a spirit of excellence, Lisa. Everything has to be done with a spirit of excellence. So then I moved away from quick and below average, and I moved into. Slow and excellent, right? Slow Slower. Now, mind you, I'm super quick. So even my slow is fast to other people. Now I'm like, well, let me take a week to do this instead of a day, right? So even my, my slow is fast for other people. So I went from being quick and below average, and then I moved into slow and good, right? So I, I, I'm no longer below. I'm like, I got to create better work because I will go back and I would see typos on stuff. Or I would go back and I would listen to, you know, one of my masterclasses or listen to my podcast because I watch my own tapes. I critique my own work. And I would hear like, if you had a, took your time to thought, think about this, you could have used a better analogy there to get your point across. If you had taken your time to think about this, you could have used better examples. You could have broken this down more. Ooh, there's two more things you should have told them to make them understand that last lesson better, right? I would listen to my work and be like, this one my best. This was below my personal best. And so that forced me, like after critiquing my own work. I had to go from quick and below average and I had to go to slower and good, right? So take your time to produce this. Take your time to premeditate this. Take your time to really prepare this talk. These people don't book you to speak. Take your time before you hit that stage, right? Like produce better, higher quality work. Now y'all, now I'm in the sweet spot, right? I went from quick to below average. I went to slow to really good. Now I'm in a sweet spot where I can be quick and good. Ooh, wait a minute. I can be quick and good. Like every Monday I come on here live and talk to y'all, right? I usually don't know what I'm about to talk about until maybe the day before, oftentimes the same day, right? So when I come on here and talk to y'all, I didn't plan my topic a week ago. I planned my topic this morning. Like for today, right now, I planned this today, Right. But the reason I know it was about to be good is because it was still premeditated. I thought about like what belief I need to shift for them here. What do I need them to understand? What analogies do I want to use? I thought about, I didn't just flip the camera on and say, ah, oh, I say, I'm gonna go live every Monday. Let me turn on here and figure out something and wait for something to come to me. It's premeditated, right? So it's quick, right? The time it takes for me to produce it to the time I publish it is quick, but, and it's good because it's premeditated. It's pre-thought out. I still believe I'm bringing my, my absolute Best And let me let me tell you how I was able to get to quick and good. Okay, I was able to get to quick and good because I mastered one pivotal thing, one pivotal thing, and that is task management. Here's what most people do. They manage their time and that is why their work is below average, because they literally don't have the time to make it good. And so people are walking through life managing time instead of tasks. And when you only manage your time, that means you have a whole bunch of tasks that you've already committed to and now you have to manage your calendar to fit them all in. However, when you prioritize managing your tasks instead of your time, you manage what you commit to so that you have the time to create good work. Does that make sense? So the thing that allowed me to go from quick and below average to quick and excellent is task management I know I'm going live every Monday right I know that I got to teach my coaches inside of the plant protocol every first and third Wednesday of the month I know all my speaking engagements when they're booked out when people book me to speak right so Because I now respect my own capacity to execute and to produce, not only do I have the class on my schedule every first and third Wednesday, not only do I have my live on my schedule every Monday morning, not only do I have the speaking engagement on my schedule, but I also have the time around it that I've designated for it to prepare so that I can be excellent. Does that make sense? We're not preparing for excellence. And so the belief that's causing you a failure to thrive in every area of your life is that just getting it done is the win. And it's not. It's not. It makes you extremely unattractive to consistently produce below average work. Just getting it done is not the win. Like the moment y'all evict that out of y'all mindset, life is going to change. Stop thinking just showing up. I said, I'm going to publish an article. I published an article. I said I was going to write a book. I wrote the book. I'm like, if I read one more book with grammatical errors, who was editing this nonsense? You didn't read your book? Like I saw somebody literally just recently on the Black Friday deal, they put a t-shirt up, Black Friday special with one of their like popular sayings on a t-shirt and it was grammatically wrong. They forgot to put the apostrophe after the T and it. I'm like, how's y'all producing? It don't even take that much to be excellent with it. Like what is happening? Like nobody's taking the time to be excellent. I'm not saying mistakes and things don't happen. Like, of course, I I could probably go in my curriculum and find like, no matter how detailed oriented you are, every now and then a mistake slips through the cracks. But let me tell you something. When you prioritize a spirit of excellence in everything you do, people know that your mistakes are major mistakes, like that you just missed, not because you was rushing, not because you was just hurrying up and trying to deliver, but it was like, oh, let me tell her about this because I know this ain't even her style. Like I know when I'm late to stuff, for example, that's how people do. Like I have created a spirit of timeliness so well that if I'm late, people worry about my life. (laughs) This is how you should be producing with the work that you produce is that if something is not really good, people should be like, is everything okay? Like there are some people who are late so often that you don't worry about them because they always late. I'm on time so often that if I'm late, people are panicked and worried. That's how the quality of your work should be. It should be intentionally so good every time that when it's not, or if something happens or somebody finds I not dotted and a T not crossed, they're just like, oh shoot, let me tell her because I know she would cringe if she saw, like I wouldn't know. Like if they realize you didn't finish a thought or something happened, they see you speak and they realize that you don't seem all the way present. They messaging you privately like, well, everything okay? Because you ain't. But when you always producing below average work, you literally brand yourself as below average and people ain't checking for you when your work ain't that good, right? And so it's a, it's risk associated with believing that just getting it done is the win. They're like, there's big risk associated with just believing that just getting it done is the win. Okay. So your failure to thrive is a direct result of your spirit of mediocrity. Let's put it in a one liner that you can write down and tell yourself. Okay. Your failure to thrive is a direct result of your spirit of mediocrity. And you've normalized doing mediocre work. You've normalized having an average performance and average production. And as a result of that, you're trying to figure out why you're not where you want to be in your relationships, in your health, in your business, in your finances, and whatever. Right, because you've normalized just getting it done as opposed to getting it done well. That's the issue. You're producing below average, low quality output. And that is the problem. I need y'all to slow down and take the time on the stuff that you're... Like when my coaches are creating their curriculum inside the plant protocol, like I'm giving the curriculum back to them. Like, no, what was you gonna teach them here? Like, how does this work? And how does this connect to your specialization? And I don't understand... Like I can tell when somebody just rushed through it to get it done versus our coaches who submit their curriculum to me for me to audit. And it's like, oh, you took a day and a half with this. Absolutely, I love it. I love it, right? So like, let's slow down and master task management versus time management. So then now we have the time to produce high quality output. Hey coach, pardon the interruption, but if you're enjoying this episode, you're going to love this even more. Did you know that every month I teach a complimentary coaching business masterclass telling you all of the strategies and best practices that I've personally used to develop a successful coaching business? That's right. If you're wondering how to specialize, how to put an offer together, how to develop mastery around the nutrition and lifestyle science, if you're trying to figure out how to create curriculum, how to even coach, then you need to be in my monthly coaching business masterclass. And not only do I teach you the business strategies of what I've done to develop a successful coaching business, but I also teach you the mindset strategies. So every month I'm delving out business and mindset. I tell you what to do, and then I share with you who you need to become. If that sounds like something you need, make sure you click the link in the show notes to get registered for our next one. I'll see you there. Now back to the show. Getting it done is not the win. Let me tell you something. If you want to stay average. Like if you're okay, let me tell you who I'm not talking to. I'm not talking to the people who are okay with being in the middle. Everybody in our society is not going to be in the top 5% when it comes to output, when it comes to excellence, when it comes to skill set. So like there's people always are going to be below average. It's always people who are going to be low, middle, high. It's just what it is. Right. And I'm not talking about money. I'm just talking about in general with However, right. And so if you're okay with just like, Lise, I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to put that much effort into what I do. All you have to do is align your expectations with that level of effort. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not telling you, you have to be ex- have a spirit of excellence. I'm telling you, you have to have a spirit of excellence if you decide to have a life in real life that matches the life in your head, <laughs> okay? Like the life in your head that you envision for yourself the partner, the lifestyle, the health, whatever it is, the business, like your work ethic has to match that. So if you don't wanna work that hard, if you ain't in a mood to dot I's and cross T's, if you ain't in a mood to watch your own tape so you can get better, if you're not in a mood to study before you show up in front of some crowd and, and tell them what you know, if you're not in a mood to do that, all you have to do is recalibrate the vision in your head for what you want your life to look like and just pull it down to the level of work ethic. Does that make sense? That's all you got to do. So I'm not pressuring everybody on here to be, have a spirit of excellence. I'm saying you can keep your spirit of mediocrity, but then just make sure the vision that you have for your life, just make sure your wants list matches your spirit of mediocrity. That's it. That's it. Otherwise, if you want this big life that you envision, whatever that love, if you want optimal health, if you don't want to just be on medication, on one medication, if you want to be on zero, like if you want all the weight off, you're like, you're not okay with just getting most of it off. Like if you want your business to thrive and you're not just okay with just doing enough to stay in business, like that level of work ethic is gonna require the spirit of excellence. Does that make sense? Like if you don't wanna just be married, but you wanna be in a blissful marriage and a blissful relationship, like if you don't just wanna have friends, but you wanna just have friends, you know, that you can rely on and lean on, like if you want that level of quality of a relationship, like you are gonna have to operate out of a spirit of excellence. Like you have to show up in those relationships, regardless of how busy you are. You're going to have to show up in that marriage. You're going to have to take time with your money. You are have to take time in your business and be bold enough to say this ain't good. And I got to do better with this. Like there's a spirit of excellence that's required for the vision you have for your life in your head. If you're not willing to give that, just change the vision in your head. But I am sick and tired of below average, mediocre work. I am sick of it. This podcast is crap. Your blogs are crap. Like your content is crap. You trying to write a book, this ain't good. Like you stop trying to get stuff just to get it done. Just stop it. Like your spirit of mediocrity is compromising everything. So done isn't better than perfect if your done is consistently below average. That's the limiting belief that you have to evict if you want to thrive. I was having a conversation with a good friend literally the other day, we were out to lunch. She was telling me about a conversation she was having with a coworker. And she was like, he had the nerve to tell me that he was okay with where he was. (laughs) It was so funny because she was so blown away by it. And she's like, how is he okay with this position? He could go so much further. He got his degrees and he got, she was like, but he had the nerve to tell me that he's okay with where he is. And I was like, I respect it. I love it. I love a person who knows that they could be doing better or that they could have more, but what they have is just what they want. You get to have whatever you want. Just don't be asking for more and you're not willing to do more. That's my problem with people. I was like, why are you mad at him? Why are you trying to project your desire for more to be onto him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's some people who don't want to go no higher than that, right? Carmel said, "You please stop scolding me. It's no problem. I'm here for it, <laughs> right? Like, you know, this is a nice, gentle scolding. But some of y'all need to hear this. Like, uh, it's done. It's done. We just checking off stuff, and we just checking off average, 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 mediocre, 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 below my best, not my best. I hope that that many people don't see this or read it because I'm just submitting it to say I did it this week, but it not it ain't my best. So you know what I'm mean? like? You intentionally placing yourself in a position to become unattractive. Well, who does that? Like, just don't produce nothing if it can't be excellent. Don't produce nothing if it can't be excellent because I'm sick of it. So here I got a bonus one before I hop off with y'all today. Okay. Here's the bonus one, and I want to tell you guys like the final reason why people are producing below average work, based on what I've seen. Now, some of y'all are just lazy. Okay. Some of us, we have seasons of laziness, and we just we lazy because we done we master task management, we've overextended and overwhelmed ourselves, and so now we're we're trying to use time management to get stuff done, and that's you know time management produces mediocre work. Okay. But here's the thing that I've noticed too, and some of y'all might need to hear this. Okay. What I've noticed with some of the people I've worked with over the years is they're just getting it done equates to I was scared, nervous or distracted by my feelings. Right. So I couldn't fully concentrate on the work that I was doing. Let me break this down to you all before I hop off. Right. Some of us were producing below average work. It's not an emotional situation. We are just not doing our best. We just not like we're not willing to put in the effort to do better, to to rewrite that thing, to redo that thing, to re-record that thing, to reconsider that thing, right? Okay, that's some of y'all, but there's another segment of you guys who the reason you're just getting it done and it's really below average is because you're scared, nervous, or you're distracted by your feelings, which means in the midst of, of producing the thing, your mind was split between thinking about the thing that you're producing and thinking about yourself thinking about how do I look, thinking about how do I appear to others, thinking about what are people gonna think about me? So some of you guys are producing below average work because you're such in a rush to get it done, not because you got to rush off to do the next thing, but because the thing you're doing scares the hell out of you and you're mentally distracted by your feelings. I don't even know if that's like, I hope it makes sense. Like some of us, time management is not our situation. We're not rushing through tasks just to get them done. But we literally, like, I can't concentrate on what I'm saying in this moment. I can't concentrate on what I'm doing in this moment because part of my mind is thinking about what people think about me. It's thinking about, is people gonna say, yes, it's judging ourselves. I'm not smart enough to be doing this. I'm not pretty enough to be doing this. I'm not articulate enough to be doing this. I'm not qualified to be here. And so part of us, we're mentally distracted. So now listen, If you're creating mediocre work, you're rushing through stuff just to get it done so that you can hurry up and be done with doing it because you are in your feelings about doing it. Now, those of you who are dealing with that situation, this is an invitation to do personal development work. So there's one population of you guys who need to learn a difference between time management and task management. And you just rushing through everything to check it off and it is mostly crap. But then there's another segment of you who the time ain't your issue, it's your feelings that's your issue, right? And so what I've noticed from coaching people over the years is that there's one population of you where you are double-minded, like you're, you're distracted, right? Because you're also in your head at the same time that you're trying to produce because you have limiting beliefs that are telling you this ain't good, you ain't good. And so you can't focus on the work. And so you don't produce good work because you're distracted, and so that is an invitation to get the help you need to dissect the limiting belief, right? That, that is where you need a coach or somebody to give you a second opinion about the story you're telling yourself about yourself, okay? Either way, in both scenarios, the outcome is mediocre work, And so either way, whichever road you are on, I need you to do the thing that you need to do to start producing with a spirit of excellence, to have, start showing up with a spirit of excellence. And let me just be clear, a spirit of excellence does not mean that you're perfect. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean perfection. It means based on the moment in time that I was in, this was the absolute best that I could have produced. Like y'all know sometimes when y'all finish something, you like, this ain't, this one my best, you know, like cooking something. I remember back when I used to use more than one pot to cook meals because cause now it's crazy that y'all be having four or five pots on the stove. Who are you superheroes? Anyway, but back in the day when I used to make whole meals with like a, a meal and two sides, which is insane. Like if, if I can't eat it out of one bowl today, I'm not eating. Get get somebody else to do it. But that's neither here nor there. So you superheroes that be even having like four or five pots on stove, you know those meals that you make that you be like, I just threw this together to get dinner on a table. You know what I mean? Like this one my best batch of cornbread. This one, my best batch of chili. I just dumped these beans and this sauce in this pot. Like I didn't, I didn't season it at every layer. I didn't do a test taste. I didn't slow cook it. I sped up the cook time because I needed to get dinner on a table. That's what I'm saying. Like some of us, you know, we're just rushing through to get it done. Right. But we know we eat the meal and we know in eating the meal, this one, my best pot. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this cornbread, this, I didn't put on I didn't measure like I usually do when I made this, this batch of cornbread. Like I didn't season like I normally do when I made this pot of chili. Like I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't all have bad batches of some of our meals. Right. And it's because we didn't take the time to make sure we were operating within the spirit of excellence. And if you want to practice operating within the spirit of excellence you can start by doing the things that aren't quite public facing yet right like in my workout personal it's just me in my workout in my gym you know what i mean am i squatting as low as i can squat today am i pushing up the heaviest weight i can push up today am i running as far as or as long as i can today am i giving my best in this workout it doesn't mean that i can run the same amount of time every day it's like based on who i am today is this my best today right tomorrow i might be able to go a little longer i might have capacity to do a little more But in what I'm creating right now, is this my best? And that's the question y'all need to be asking yourself every single time. Am I operating with a spirit of excellence right now? When people email me or reach out to me, can you come speak or can you come be on my podcast or I want to have you on my IG page? Like Even for the things that I used to be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll just show up. Like, What time is it? I used to, stuff like that, to me, it was just like a thing. Like, okay, you want me to come talk about what? All right, I can do that in my sleep. I'll be there, whatever. What time? Yeah, I'm available. I could do it. Those things to me used to just be like passive things. Now, even an IG live with somebody who follows me on IG and just wants me on their page to have a conversation I prepare for. I prepare for. I prepare for everything because I'm like, this is going to be excellent. This is going to be excellent. I don't just do it because this is about to be excellent. Lisa, can I book some time on your schedule? I want to. The stuff I do for free, I do excellently, right? I'm in a mastermind and in my mastermind, I've had several, several people reach out to me and saying, you know, hey, can I book some one on one time with you? You mentioned something in our mastermind call today and I was wondering if you could tell me more about that or if you could teach me how to do it in my business. And I'm like, for sure. Even stuff like that where I just gift my time and my talent, I do it excellently. I don't just be like, okay, got an appointment with such and such at four, let me just hurry up and finish. No, I prepare I might ask them questions ahead of time. I know we're not meeting to five, but can you give me this information right now so I can make sure I'm fully prepared for our free meeting where I'm just gifting you with my time and my talent? Like, I want to be excellent every time, y'all. That's how you absorb a spirit of excellence and you push down and push away and starve out the spirit of mediocrity. Y'all need to start starving the spirit of mediocrity. This average stuff, it just ain't going to work. So just know if you come and ever work with me as a client, I'm going to demand excellence because you can do better. Now we'll do the work we need to do. We need to do the personal development work. Do I need to teach you how to manage your task and not just your time? Like I'm gonna give you all my best practices. Like you are gonna get everything I got so that you can be great. But what you're not about to do is not be great, okay? So starve the spirit of mediocrity, embrace a spirit of excellence and stop thinking that just getting it done is the win. <laughs> Look, you gotta add a smile at the end like you've been a nice guy the whole time, like, <laughs> Okay, that's it. Just came to crush you alls spirit of mediocrity today. That's it and that's all. I hope this was super helpful, super helpful. I will see you guys next Monday yelling at y'all. I'll probably yell at y'all throughout the week with a couple of reels. So y'all know how I do. I get it in my spirit and I'll be like, oh, let me create an excellent reel. <laughs> that's it and that's all y'all. Until next Monday, y'all have a phenomenal week. Thank you for tuning into my channel. Bye y'all. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.